What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised? Who is at the right hand of God? Who indeed is interceding for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Amen and thanks be to God. Man, what a great passage. Yeah, amazing passage. Well, this is uh, Jeremy Brooks. I'm here with Will Carlisle. We just read Romans 8, verses 31 to 39. Um, the end of Romans chapter 8, such a amazing mm-hmm. just passage of Scripture. And, I mean, amazing section here at the end. Um, what are some things that just, like, particularly stand out to you about this whole section? I just love how holistic the picture of love you know we're walking through romans and and we're here at the end of romans 8 and in romans 8 i think paul just does there's such a holistic view of the trinity in our salvation you know we have the the father who is the author of our salvation who who you know it has set this all in motion. We have the the son who actually redeemed us from the curse of the law. And then, you know, the reading before today is we have the spirit who, who helps us in our weakness hmm. and, and who with the son is interceding for us. And I just love like this passage just flows out of that view of God's love. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, there's no part of God. Like, I think it's easy to have this view of God where like part of God hates you and part of, and wants to punish you. And then part of God like loves you and is kind of pulling back that, you know, like he's not worth it. He's Mm -hmm. not worth it. Mm -hmm. You know, like Mm -hmm. holding him back. And that's just not the reality of our God. Like our God is, is fully for us. He, He is fully seeking our redemption and our sanctification and, and union with us. And, and, you know, when, when that sinks in that no part of God is against you, but that he, who he didn't even spare his own son, but gave up everything for us, Mm -hmm. you know, like what confidence does that breathe in us when, Mm -hmm. when we finally let that sort of love sink in to our soul? Yeah, that is so, that's so good. And so true. And like, I love how you painted that picture of like how we sometimes view God's posture towards us mm-hmm. as like sort of being held back from yeah. like dropping the hammer. Mm-hmm. But like that isn't how the scripture, which is God's revelation of himself to us, says it. It says that if God is for us, there's this like 
posture of actually being for you. Mm. It's not reluctant. It's yeah. totally intentional. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that is something that we should really meditate on and care about. And one of the reasons is um, it doesn't take away from the reality of our sin, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Uh, it might seem that way if you talk to him, like, be careful. We don't want you to think that God loves you too yeah. much, you know, because yeah. you don't want you to forget that you're sinful. It's like, no, no, no. That's actually the amazing thing mm-hmm. is that in spite of our sin, he pursued us. Yeah. Um, and like, you have to, you, you don't actually see how big this love is unless you realize mm. how undeserving of it you are. Yeah. Because it's it's not a reluctant love. It's a totally like pursuing intentional for you kind of love. And that's even more amazing because of the fact that you're a sinner yeah. and puzzling. <laughs> yeah. But that's where the end of the passage is so helpful because it says, what will be able to separate us from the love of God mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. And so that's, that's the piece of the puzzle that makes it all make sense is like, where does this come from? How is it shown to us? God, something's inconsistent here. It's only inconsistent if you leave out Jesus. But yeah. that's where the union with Jesus, the the fact that like God sees us and He sees Jesus, everything that Jesus has achieved has been achieved for us. Mm-hmm. Is it, it makes so much sense, and that's how we can be confident that we are beloved sons and daughters because Jesus is a beloved son. Yeah, and, and that's just that's the the amazing love of God. Uh, yeah, I, I just love this picture of the gospel, especially verse 33 and 34 have just been such uh, cornerstones for my faith. Mm-hmm. Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Mm-hmm. Who's to get him? Christ Jesus is the one who died, who was raised, who's at the right hand of God and is interceding for us. You know, I, I, I so often operate with this mentality that God forgave me and kind of gave me a clean slate Mm -hmm. at the cross, but he's still keeping a tally of Mm -hmm. where I fall short. And you know, that's he, he's, he's still kind of keeping track of my wrongdoing and and sanctification and, you know, still kind of like being like, do better kid. Mm -hmm. And I just, this passage is such a, a strong reminder that, there is no charge that will be brought against you anymore when you are in Christ. There's no condemnation left for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, another Pauline letter, Second Corinthians, he, he talks about this idea of uh, worldly grief and godly grief. And, and um, you know, sort of like, what does it look, to, look like to be broken over your sin in light of knowing God's forgiveness? And I think this passage second Corinthians 7 verse 10 mm-hmm. is super helpful godly grief this is verse 10 godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like if you are stuck in regret and and remorse over your sin even after you've confessed and repented mm-hmm. that is no longer of the spirit of god mm-hmm. that regret it is legalism it's pride it, it's holding on to something that the spirit is is calling you to let go of. Mm-hmm. And so Romans 8 is just such a, a great reminder that 
in Christ, um, you know, the Lord, it doesn't mean he won't discipline us. It doesn't mean he won't lead us through hard times, but that there, there's no judgment. There's no condemnation left for us. There's only love for the children of God Mm -hmm. um, in his heart. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's, that's so good. And it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that defines relationship for us in this new way. Um, Mm in a way that's totally contrary to how we view relationship. But may this meditation uh, impact the way that, that we have relationships um, with one another. Amen. So, Lord, we just thank you for this love. Uh, well, for uh, Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.